Welcome to the Please Don't Date Me podcast. I'm your host, CLE Tallboy, and I'm joined today with relationship coach Amy Wolf, and she is just fantastic. Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, well, I have a real passion for teaching people how to have um, happier, more peaceful relationships. And my background is as a psychotherapist. Um, But nowadays I give advice and I give uh, talks on uh, getting along. So that's what I'm here to do. Help people get along. That's wonderful. That's really, really great. And you said you have a real passion for it. So as a coach, like, what do you, what do you do particularly with these, like your sessions or with your meetings? Well, the first meetings are my favorite meetings because I go into it assuming I'll, I won't see them again. And I like to quickly ascertain what the situation is. And because um, there's really not that many different scenarios. And then once I've sized that up, I like to fire right into my suggestions, um, backed up with some education as to why and why, uh, why, why I see what I see or what I believe is happening and uh, spitball really until a few things stick and give them two weeks and then have them come back. And we talk about what worked, what didn't work, how things are different. And I praise them a lot in the first session, my couples, because it's a big deal to come into a stranger's space and sit on a couch and try to save your relationship. So it's heavy stuff. Yeah. And as like a relationship coach, are you mostly dealing with like couples or do you doing like other types of relationships as well? That's a good question. Um, I have, you know, the bulk, yes, are couples of some variety. Not all are married or even living together. Not all have children, you know, a variety, but couples. Then I'd say it's individuals who were once couples um, because I am a mediator and I do get clients who just need help through the divorce or breakup process. Um, and I do that kind of work. And then also, um, I have, uh, you know, occasional referral uh, clients for late adolescent um, girls, which is something when I was younger, I worked a lot in that area. And that's a lot about relationships, of course. And then I work, um, I have a couple clients who are trying to deal with their extended family relationships as adults. So I, I really like all topics around relationships, not just romantic love. Yeah, I mean, relationships are really fascinating. I think it's those little nuances um, from person to person that really makes them great. And that's why I like talking about them so much because uh, no no relationship is the same. And uh, that's, that's one of the things that makes it really interesting to talk about. So let's talk a little bit more about you, Amy. I know you said you're very passionate about it. Um, You've been doing this for a while. What do you want people to know about you as a relationship coach? Oh, I just want people to understand that I've I've digested all the information I can get my hands on and continuously on a daily basis. I'm absorbed in this information. I'm passionate about human behavior. I have been since Psych 101. Uh, way back in freshman year and uh, it's 
there's really no way else for me to be but analyzing human interactions and behaviors. And um, I have a lot of good, useful information. And I know how to deliver the information if given a chance. I think that what sets me apart from a lot of others is that I'm, I use my education and my information to fire real uh, advice which of course in a therapeutic environment uh, would be unethical. So it's, it's more of a straight shooting. Here's what I see and you're paying for my expert opinion. <laughs> now, if you want to move on to the next session or the one after that, um, that would be commitment from two people who equally want to be there or, you know, it's, it gets different each time, but, I, I believe that what I do is um, uh, helping people mend, teaching or reteaching most often decent human behavior, how to act appropriately. And we can get through a lot and we can build a lot of love and trust in a very short amount of time. I love that you use those two words, love and trust. I think that that can really like move the needle when it comes to having like a disagreement or a dispute is having that love and trust that really can can help like with those relationships so I love that, that that's the two phrases you, like two words you use there yeah because you can you can fall out of like but if you love someone you can stick it out until you get back into feeling better about your you know your partner the um, trust part I mean, part of that is just trusting that you have no choice. You have to be vulnerable and you have to trust that they're not going to take advantage of that. Right. I hear you. Or you don't stand a chance, you know? Yeah. So speaking on the topic of vulnerability, I think it goes right in line with today's topic in which we're talking about anxiety and kind of anxiety in the dating environment here online. That's going to be kind of our first Uh, section that we're going to talk about with anxiety so you know let's go to the online dating and then we'll go into some of the bigger topics with anxiety you know handling bigger talks and things like that Um, okay but the first one i want to talk about with online dating is just the maybe just messaging people online i know a lot of people feel anxiety about am i saying the right thing was i funny enough how do i start this message with this person i think i might have a connection with you know based on this profile i'm reading that's something that can be a little tricky and can definitely create some anxiety for people. Do you ever have clients that kind of have that anxiety? Yeah, of course. Um, I guess my recommendation right away is that if you're going to be, you know, being single is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's, uh, it's rough and you got to be emboldened. And I think the best way to move forward into dating as a single person is to always come with your best. So rather than analyze or pick apart what a woman or a man is trying to say that you don't know, it would be better for you to spend time thinking about what it is you would like them to hear from you, you know. And so make it more about what you do have control over and what you do know. And if you don't know, then sit down and spend a few seconds thinking about what it is that you'd like to gain from this interaction with this person. Right, right. I, I like how you go about that. 
you know, control what you can control. That's, that's a great way to put it. Some of the things I think about when I do messaging, and I think I'd like it if people kind of had some of these things in mind more often is, you know, with, with the different apps out there, a lot of it's very just physical based. You're talking about pictures, a couple likes or, or swipes left or right. You know, one of the things I kind of look for is, you know, do we have something in common? Am I going to comment uh, about something I see as their hobby or like uh, maybe a trip they had a picture on? Or am I just saying something like, oh, I think you look really pretty. I don't think the really pretty approach really works. I don't think that's something that lands very well. Um, you know, something they've probably been told before and it's maybe not, um, you know, it, it comes off as creepy or... <laughs> I think going, you're right. Going for the wrong, uh, our messaging for the wrong reasons. I think if you, if you're approached about, about something that maybe you have in common or something with the pictures, you're going to have a much better chance to have a conversation uh, and start a, a conversation that's more organic versus like, oh, I, I think I'm pretty. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're, you, I think you're cute. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think that has, has much value. And I think it's, it's always good to start like a message with some substance or like, hey, how you doing today or are <laughs> you're pretty or you know or, or that's that's a cute dog or something but like give me some substance I think you're right on and and again approach that with an honest you know what was the first thing you did notice about the picture because even though we're there to look at the picture to see if the person meets our our you know standards of pretty or whatever but really, we're not. We're looking at the fish the guy is holding first. You, your eye lands on something on that picture before you analyze their face, right? The typical So picture. right there, whatever originally caught your attention, that would be what you would want to speak on. Mm-hmm. I like that. That uh, You go right to the, the typical fish picture. I don't think yeah. any women like that men post those. You know, we laugh about it. And I, I think it's just like girls love to laugh at, at boys. I mean, that we never grow out of, but um, it's cute and it's endearing. It's charming. And and it's effective if we can believe that you did catch that fish and you do catch fish, because otherwise then it's, it's phony right. and it's a lie and you don't want to put that foot forward. So if you really like that picture of you and you're holding a fish, but it's really the only time you've ever been fishing, I would zoom in (laughs) (laughs) so that it didn't look like you're trying to brag about the fish, you know, but if you're a man who a big part of your identity and self-worth is wrapped into your, your prowess as a fisherman, then I think you should definitely be posting pictures of you with fish because we want to know what you're into. Right. I like it. Embrace who you are. Don't try to cater to everybody. Be yourself. And that's uh, right. And if yourself is you're the guy on the John boat holding the fish, just like all the other guys, then fine. Right. So what? Yeah, you are. That's what you're into. You know, plenty of guys with the photos of their favorite football team or something, you know, and um, they're not ashamed to say that. Lots of people are into football. You know, lots of people are into lots of things. You're looking for somebody who wants you for you. So come forward with the things that you're confident you're not going to change about yourself for no one. Right. I like it a lot. I like that. I like that approach a lot. It's great. Embrace who you are. I think a lot of people try to say, hey, you know, like you shouldn't put this out there or this out there because people don't want to see that. 
but it's like, are those the people you want to be with anyways? Because if That's they don't right. want to see that, then they're never going to want to see that. Yeah, we don't care about those people. Right, exactly. I'm here with you. Okay, so you've gotten past the messaging aspect of it. You're about to, you know, you're thinking about meeting one of these people you've had some nice back and forth with. I know there's massive amounts of anxiety when it comes to meeting someone for the first time. You know, I don't think as a male, I experience as much of that just because of kind of the environment we're in. Um, and then, I don't know, there's there's definitely more risks and dangers for women in dating than there is in men. And that's just like the sad truth of it, unfortunately. But I don't have, like, anxieties for me when I'm meeting somebody is mostly like, am I wearing the right thing? Do I look too casual? Do I look too fancy? And like, am I going to like, not slouch when I'm sitting type of deal. <laughs> right. Well, my advice on that is that you should always be concerned about your posture, men and women. It says a lot about a person. So you should always be working on your posture. And then, okay, so do you have a sister? Do you have a, a friend who's a female? Do you have, you know, do you have a friend who's super stylish and loves to give opinions about what to wear, ask somebody's help. You know, if it's that, um, it, if it induces that much anxiety, just get someone else's opinion. Shoot, even go to the department store and have them dress you and you can take it all back the next day. You can't afford oh, it. <laughs> you know, you just, you want to enjoy it. Right. And so you have to be comfortable and you have to be wearing clothes that you would wear, but you can't be a jerk and show up um, inappropriately dressed. So a little bit of research into where you're going or some general common sense as to what would be appropriate or not appropriate. And, you know, it sets a stage of like, this is the level of respect I have for this date. That makes that makes sense. You bring up a good point there. I, with uh, the level of respect you have with the date, like if you're going to show up in gym shorts, you're not going to go very far in most dating scenarios, unless you're going for like a hike or something, but. Or a hookup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I just think that like, yeah, it should match like the, what you're trying to convey. Um, Right. One of the things I like to do on the flip side to try to help reduce anxiety for women is if I, once I figured out kind of what I'm going to wear. I like to let them know what I'm wearing so they don't feel like they have to, like, they're not dressing too fancy or not fancy enough type of deal. And I don't want, you know, the person I'm going out with to, to be, like, nervous about that the whole time on the way to the date, that they're not, like, dressed appropriately. Oh, that's smart. Sure, that's very gentlemanly to just, in a casual text, be like, oh, by the way, um... But be specific, because if you say, oh, super cash, well, it's like, what does that mean to a woman versus a man? So I would just say, like, I'm, you know, literally wearing um, my nice blue jeans and a button-down collared shirt. Or you can be like, I got us a place I have to wear a jacket, FYI. Or um, I was thinking there's this great burger place and then we might go for a walk on the beach. So wear something you don't mind getting sandy or wet or whatever, you know? Right. right. Yeah, that's cool. I I like that. I like that idea. I also like to try to like combine it with, hey, this is what I'll be wearing when we meet at the entranceway. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So so it (laughs) has logic behind it. Yeah. So they don't think a crazy person 
Um, but I'm also like, hey, I'm I'm just wearing this whatever today. So when like like we get there later on, like I'll be wearing the shirt. Like now you know, you know. If, when I'm much much older than you, but when I was a kid. The um, TV shows, when you'd have a rendezvous or meet a blind date, they'd always wear a red flower in their lapel. <laughs> ah, that's so corny, school, right? But we might need to go back to that because if you look around in any given restaurant, you know, that's a pretty cool place to be, you'll see a lot of first time meeting. So what was next on your anxiety levels here? Um. I think like the next one I would put would be like once you're like say everything's gone wonderfully and now you're like dating and seeing each other like the next one is like trying to have a discussion about being in like a commitment like for like a relationship I think Mm -hmm. that's super hard from online dating and I've talked about this a little bit before like on the podcast but I think it can definitely go a little deeper so one of the things I find is difficult is because Everyone's got their dating apps, and I know the person I'm going out with has their dating apps, and they probably have, have talked to several other people or are talking to other people. So making that kind of transition to like, hey, like, you know, I'm not really talking to anybody else. You know, um, I was thinking about deleting my dating apps. Like, what are your thoughts type of deal? That's kind of a tough discussion to have. Do you have any kind of advice well, or ideas about how to go about that sure i mean honestly i think that if it's um take a cold hard look at why that's hard for you to do is it hard because you're an introvert and having any sort of um heavy discussion is just naturally something that's hard for you in your life or is it hard for you to do because you're uncertain of the outcome and you're you're you've got a little risk reward uncertainty there or if it's something like that then I'm concerned that you probably are too soon on the conversation Mm. Um, you know it's something that should naturally come about that one or both of you just kind of sense that that needs to happen that discussion needs to happen and um, until that time it's more of a practice of you getting to know that other person and restraining your jealousy. Yeah, I like I use the word restraining jealousy because that, yeah. that's a, Which that's is a good. big factor. It's good to practice that. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with feeling jealous, and there's nothing you know nothing but positive that can come of reeling that in and practicing that. Yeah, because I think that plays a huge factor because knowing that other people are online dating. I think we're kind of always trying to keep that person's attention. If that person is someone they think sure. go somewhere. So it's like, okay, like maybe we just had a great date. And then now you go home on your phone and you got like five or six messages from other people. Like, yeah. are you That's like tempted true, to look at those messages? Thing, here's the thing though, is that instead of worrying about what other people are doing or not doing, you need to be worried about your next step. So if you had a really nice night out, then the next day you need to be thinking about sending flowers and a message about what a nice time you had, a modest thing of flowers, not a freakish amount, and or some other sort of, you know, I suppose minimal a text message, but that has to happen. And so there are ways to keep your interest, you know, to keep their interest without trying to 
go monogamous on something that's not ready for that yet. Right. I hear you there. And I think that you make a good point there about definitely needing to do something. Um, but you, you are very good at the, you know, control your controllables and worry about what you can Absolutely. control and not what other people are doing. I think that's, that's important to remember in this it's like current day environment. Anxiety. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree with you there. I think that can make a big difference. Okay. So that's kind of all I want to get into with the anxiety awesome. around like, around just like the online dating piece and getting things yeah. going. Let's talk about like some of the, maybe like the bigger stuff here. So you probably deal with some more serious topics like managing finance discussions or, you know, you, yeah. you mentioned breakup discussions with a, someone who's struggling on how to break up or someone who's already broken up and is like in the process of getting through that. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Couples often want to learn how literally or kind of <laughs> figuratively they need permission you know, to break up or some, some direction on, you know, in the world, in our world here in this culture, that's just what you do. You go talk to somebody before you break up, you know, so that somebody doesn't end up looking like an asshole that didn't try, you know? So it's a lot of that. Why do you ask? Oh, I just, I just wonder because I agree with you there. I think I definitely, I like try to discuss something through you know, with another person before I break up with someone just to kind of talk things out and see where I'm at and make sure like what I'm like, what my grounds are for breaking up are, are like valid and like real. And I'm not just being a big baby about it or like, I'm not just overanalyzing something that could be talked out. Sure. Whatever gives you closure, but it has to be about you, not the other person, because you can't do anything for them but to be um, concerned with your own affairs and being the best you can be, you know? Right. And I think that's an interesting look because I think when people are considering breaking up or considering ending a relationship, they, they don't always just weigh out their own personal happiness and their own, you know, their own particular journey that they're weighing out, you know, things with how, how, what will happen to, to him or her, you know, when, once we break up, I think, sure. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting because I don't I don't I haven't heard anyone kind of approach it like that as much just because, you know, I think when you're in a relationship, you're very focused on like the us factor. Right. And I try to I try to get my couples right away to undo that thinking. You're individuals and you're really lucky to move down the same path on the same journey until the day you die. But you will separate eventually by divorce or breakup or death. You know, you're still two people. And so you have to be primarily focused on being the best you you can be on this time that you have in life. And if being um, led around by somebody who manipulates you and makes you feel horrible is how you feel is best to spend your time, then, you know, good luck getting on to other things you want to do because that will spill over and ruin it. Um, On the other hand, committing to being with somebody you were in love with when you were a kid and now you have children and 
you don't like each other anymore, but you're not going to get a divorce. I love that. You know, there's lots of ways to, to have a, a relationship. I just want people to wrap their heads around um, an openness and creativity around it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me, let me ask you a little further about that. You're saying that the people you're talking to, maybe they understand that, that they want to, have some sort of relationship for their children, but they're not sure quite how to do it and not sure what that looks like. And you help kind of develop that with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they do know what it looks like. I think they need permission again, just permission to think outside of that, you know, paradigm that we've all kind of been fed. I mean, I think it's going away to some degree, but, um, most of the age groups that I see, it's still a lot of that holding out for that image that um, if it doesn't fit, then we must be failing. And it's like, you don't have to be failing ever if you both choose to stick it out um, and you, you develop basic rules and then um, everything else is like, you've got to mind your own business and stop worrying so much about what your partner's doing or what your partner's feeling. And that's a really hard pill for people to swallow because they're so used to being constantly concerned with what their partner's doing and how that affects them. Right, right. I, that's, that's, a really, um, that's a really comprehensive way to look at it. I think, I think, uh, I think you make some really good points with that. And, you know, cool. that, that makes sense to me, like, your, like your, your, your total outlook on that. I think that, awesome. that puts it in a very, uh, very easy to understand without getting too into like the, the cobwebs, so to speak of it. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people want to do that. I call it the, he said, she said, and, um, but really I've been doing this for a couple decades and that only fits into one of like maybe three baskets of problems Really, with this stuff. And, uh, I, I figure like, you know, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but at the same time, you can go have a bottle of wine with your girlfriends and talk about what he said and he did this and, uh, you know, all of that because it's therapeutic and there's, it's good to have a support system and you should go do those things. But when you're paying a professional, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm here to do. So I don't really need to know all of that. But unfortunately, a lot of people want to pay me just to do that, to listen to them tell a third person how poorly their spouse or their partner has been acting. And I don't, I don't like that. I usually try to turn that around at some point to at least get one of them to come back um, to see me individually because um, you know, it's just an act right? and you got to kind of weed through those couples. I mean, I'll take their money, but at the same time, I'm going to send them out the door with some real hard facts right. about what I, what I see. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I like that. I want to know this though. Like, so you said he, uh, he said, she said, and yeah, the he said, she said, and those seem to be like the classic arguments. And like, there's always like one or two things that I feel like the couples that like that argue always kind of go back to and it might be like something that happened like six seven years ago and they're still holding on to this this thing do you see that a lot do you see that 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 big like yeah I don't allow it to happen um 
I explain it and that I know what it is. So it doesn't, again, it's, he said, she said, it doesn't really matter. It's, I get what it's, it serves, what its purpose is. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Right. And so it's your evidence and you carry that around like hidden files in a, <laughs> in a murder mystery sort of a thing. And right. It's, it's packed back there and. Um, you're not going anywhere without it because you might need it someday. Um, it's childish and it's manipulative and it's it's inappropriate, but it's certainly normal human behavior. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like how you explain. I had the best visual of like just a a person in a trench coat with like that yeah. that like fold open like like file folder. That and they but, yeah, like it, I bet you thought I got out. rid of this, but I didn't get rid of it. Here it is. Like boom, I just cracked the case again. <laughs> and right. you thought and we now forgot think about, about this. Think about how going back to the conversation about trust, you know, people always want to think about cheating, like that breaking trust has to do with sexuality. When really that's something that most people can easily overcome. It's the trust like that, taking some real hard evidence that you have buried and bringing that up as a way to low blow. Um, It's passive aggressive. It's violent, you know, and it's, it hurts. And that's why you do it because you want it to hurt like that. But see, that can't be undone then. And now your partner is not going to trust you as much with their secrets. Right. Yeah, definitely plays a factor. So it's a, it's a bad it. place to go. And do you really want to be a kind of person who does that? Who who behaves that way? Like, is that a good person? Right. I mean, it's like, again, that? creating more anxiety right. that doesn't need to be there. Like, oh, this thing happened right. and I want to share this, but now I can't because I don't have that trust anymore because they're using it as ammunition and That's right. Instead of instead of you know being my support system or my the protector my, of your yeah heart. my protector of that information yeah. I, Sad. I, yeah, that's 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 always unfortunate when that that happens there. Okay, so I think I think we're almost like wrapped up with anxiety things. I want to just switch something up a little bit and just have a little bit of fun at the end of the podcast. Awesome. So I like to tell a couple, maybe a bad date story or like a bad, uh, some kind of funny date story. Do you have any bad date, date, date stories you can share with us? I have, I have so many. Oh I'm goodness. trying to think of, now I'm analyzing what I think your people, your listeners would want to hear. I mean, there's so many groupings, like there's the, um, <laughs> there's groupings oh no well yeah there's groupings of bad dates but i had a um a date that i paid a lot of money to belong to a dating service i don't know if i should say what it is in denver colorado okay and went on um you know these were supposed to be the most respectable the cream of the crop and i went on um but I have a feeling it had more to do with the thickness of their wallets, you know? <laughs> right, right. So I go on a date with this guy and we sit down to dinner and he ate all the breadsticks before we ever got the thing ordered. He wasn't a big guy or anything, but it was just odd behavior. And then when the food came, he was done with his food. Honestly, I, I would have taken me another half hour. So I thought, well, that's weird. You know, maybe he's on something like, I don't know. But then we go to whatever this event was, and there was alcohol involved. And by the time we go to the next 
portion of the evening where we were going to meet up with friends of his in a bit, I asked where the bathroom was and never went back. It was just getting progressively more out of control drunk, or I don't know if he was doing drugs or what he was doing, but like no concern for my, you know, like if you're on a date, I mean, this was a, a CFO. Oh my goodness. And he's, <laughs> you just, know, it wasn't like, just I mean, you know, everything. So <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I did. I thought I would be on a, a grown up date where I would feel safe and protected, not in d- down in the, uh, the old, uh, you know, the Blake street, um, trying to get a, a taxi back to the burbs. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you know, you don't owe anybody anything when you feel like you're in jeopardy. You uh, you can just go over to the bathroom and never come back. And I doubt he noticed or cared. Oh my goodness. That's that's crazy. And you say you say when you're in jeopardy. Okay, so so say say the date's not as bad and maybe it's like it's it's going okay but not great. What do you use as like a, I need to get out of this date because at this point I'm kind of wasting my time. So I love this question. Okay. So what I would do is I would, I mean, I guess the psychologist in me, I turn real lovey dovey soft and I look in their eyes and I think of what they must've been like as a child, you know, just (laughs) not in depth, just a little like light thoughts about, you know, that they were once a child and they probably have their heart hurt a bunch. And isn't that sweet? You know, I really try to feel a lot of love for the person, even if I can't stand them. And then when I find that warm, then I touch their hand nicely and I'm like, this has been so nice. Thank you so much. And they'll, and that shocks them. Oh, oh, you've got to go. I do. I have to go. But this has been so nice to have met you. And then you get up the whole time you're talking. <laughs> That's great. I like You get that. up. You get up. So it's, and I don't know. That's how I do it as a woman. Now, if I was a man, I would do the same thing, but instead of being so soft and lovey about it, I would be more like assertive and direct and being like, I, I think this has been really cool. Um, and don't make a lame excuse. Right. Just say thank you. Um, it's been a great night. I see nothing wrong with lying and saying maybe we could do this again sometime because I think it's a nice way for people. It's kind of a verbal hugging it out. <laughs> you just, it's just like, I think I like, I like two parts. I like the first part where you said um, it was great meeting you. Cause as soon as you hear that, that's the hammer just coming down and you know, <laughs> it's done. There's no right, opportunity. But there has to be a language that we back. all agree to, you know, because if you're too, if the person's too in shock, then you've got a lot of follow-up questions and hassle. Like, right. you know, you don't want to be too sneaky about things. You just want to be classy or polite. I hear that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so but nice. But of course, there's going to be cliches. I right. mean, there's only so many ways to get it done. And oh my gosh, I like if they're getting like very nice and like very lovey about like, then this is so nice. 
I'm thinking things are going in a good direction. And then as soon as you like start to stand up and say, it's nice meeting you. Like it was so nice meeting you. I'm like, Oh, like it's, well, over. no, no, it all has to be part of one fluid sentence of mm. that. This has been so nice. And, um, it's nine o'clock. I have to go or so, um, it's been an hour or whatever your time was. Cause whether you think it's going to go great or not, you should always have a, a set time that this is what I've committed to. And if it's horrible, I have to stay until this time. And if it's not so bad, I'll stay, but maybe you put a limit on that too. If you're a person who stands to drink too much or stay too long, you know, that's a good, that's a good rule there. And I like, uh, I like, I like to, to try to do that. Like I, I got to work tomorrow. So I need to be in eh, like this time is where I have to like be out of here. Like try to wrap this up and uh, you know, good or bad. This is where I kind of want to. Right. But I would out. keep that to yourself. Oh no, you I'm, know, not because... like, I'm not like, I'm like, nice to meet you. I okay. have to be out of here at nine o'clock just so you <laughs> know. So we got to speed <laughs> yeah, this along. It's kind of like, wow, don't knock yourself out, dude. I didn't really need to be here myself, actually. We all have to work tomorrow. We're on a time Yeah, I never liked that when they they sit down right away. It's like, oh, okay, so you're hedging your bets right away. Like, I'm a lovely person. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to want to not talk to me for longer. But um, that's why I'm a fan of, like, lunches um, and happy hour drinks. Because it's a two-hour max on both of those things. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. Like lunch is nobody's you can't take after a long party and lunch, lunch and nobody's yeah. going for a final final after happy hour. It's like it's happy hour and then it's time for people to start the next portion of their day. So I think those are safe times when you're in a crunch about like you're awkward about leaving. But try what I said because I do think that practicing your graciousness is good and dating is practicing your relationship skills so you know take the opportunity regardless of what the other person looks or acts like use it as an opportunity to polish your your skills as a gentleman or as a lady i like it i like it a lot that's that's a great that's a great ask for all of our our listeners at the yeah that is a win-win don't date me podcast i like it a lot awesome (laughs) that's fantastic amy it's been wonderful talking to you I hope we it's do another show. It's been a pleasure, show. Mike. I've had so much fun. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, make sure you go and follow Amy on Instagram and Twitter. She also does a really good um, blog on her website, and she has a newsletter. Well, she'll send you um, little stories and things on her email. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's my favorite project. I recommend everybody do that. It's my tiny letter, and I love doing it. I put it out every week, and it's very direct and personal, and it's good stuff. And um, I'm getting some younger viewership, and I really like that because I think I have a message that's fresh, and um, I can be a little more raw in my um, in that email subscription. So if you get onto that, um, I'll send you that every week, and give you updates on other um, things I'm doing, but yeah, Instagram and sign up for my, uh, my tiny letter. Yeah. I will definitely put uh, Amy's information on the podcast, Instagram and Twitter, and it'll be out there. So I'll make sure everyone jumps over and gives Amy a follow because it really is fantastic. And it's super easy to find. It took me no time at all. I just Googled Amy Wolf and came up, boom, relationship coach. And I had her. Super simple. <laughs> Top of Google. Nice to you cannot miss her. It's fantastic. So 
again, thanks for everyone for, for tuning in and listening to us. This has been Mike and I got Amy Wolf, uh, relationship coach here. And remember, peace, love, and please don't date me. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. All right.